Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Curio City. It's yours truly, Lauren Deleary, and it's a solo episode today. And again, answering your questions. And we got some really good ones today. I say that every week, but I just feel like um, things keep getting more and more personal and more and more niche, which I love. Um, We had some callback questions, uh, which really warmed my heart. Um, thank you so much for being interested in in what I have to say. So thank you for being here. And with that being said, I think we should just dive right in. Hey, Curious Cuties. Welcome to Curio City. I'm your host, Lauren Deleary. And today's episode is with yours truly. In this solo episode, I dive deep into your burning questions, exploring my recent obsession with money mindset, quantum physics, and manifestation. Get ready for a Valentine's Day hot take as we uncover the history behind this romantic holiday. Plus, I spill the tea on my nighttime routine and stress relief hacks. Lastly, discover the dreams and motivations behind my desire to hire employees and be a boss. With all that being said, let's dive into Curio City. This first question is a doozy just because, well, you'll see. All right. What's your most recent obsessive research deep dive? So if you're new here, myself included, but everyone, all the listeners, we are all curious cuties, which is why that's why I coined that term, curious cuties. I say all over social media, that's what the listeners are. And I myself am a curious cutie. Um, I love to deep dive on many a topic and... um you know, as the years go by, I find that I'm into different things, but they all are in the, I guess, in the realm of self-development and they are blended between sciency and spirituality. Usually, not always. There was a like little season in my life where I consider myself like an atheist, I guess. Well, and I kind of do, but we don't really love labels here. Um, but uh, yeah, so what I've been into lately is quantum physics and manifestation. So if you listened to my last solo episode, I kind of went off on human design and how much human design has changed my life. And I think it was like, it's it has changed my life and it's been a catalyst for these next few changes Um, and I am so grateful for what I have discovered through human design. So I'm a projector and I learned that I am a specific manifester, which I talked about last episode, um, the last solo that that's kind of hard for me to do, um, to commit to the things that I want. Um, and that's been basically my like stumbling block in, I think, manifesting and receiving the things that I desire is that I'm I'm nervous to get to commit basically to my dream or to what it is that I actually want. So anyway, I won't go into that this time again. Um, but with that being said, so I've been really into manifesting and learning about manifestation. And, you know, if you know me, I like to have proof. I like to have science. I like to have something that can back up what I'm doing in a spiritual sense, because I mean, I genuinely believe that spirituality 
can be backed by science. It is backed by science. It is energy. And that's been something I've been like, I've been learning more of the actual language for a lot of it, not just in my head and in my beliefs. Um, but I've been learning more about actual quantum physics, which explains a lot of the science behind manifestation, um, and energy and, um, the difference between like the physical world and the energetic world or the spiritual world, depending on how you want to call it. But anyway, so I've been really into that. And with manifestation as well, I have been completely up-leveling the way I talk about not just my career and the things that I desire, but now I am really, I have really changed how I think and how I talk about um, money. The The words that I've used and I, I am using now are completely different. You know, when I talk about um, quote unquote spending money, at the end of the day, what is money? Um, it's kind of made up, uh, especially when it comes to like nowadays, like, like we, we hardly ever have like money in our hands. It's just numbers in a system that either like we have or we owe and all, basically it's all, it's all fake. (laughs) It's not real. Um, but the energetics of money is real. And I like to use the word circulate when it comes to spending money, quote unquote, um, because I really believe that when I'm circulating money, AKA spending money, I believe that that money is coming back to me because it's, it circulates. It's just continually like I'm, I'm spending here. I'm making here, you know, again, these aren't words that I'm using my day to day, but I'm trying to give you like the something to where you probably have used this verbiage in the past and how you can kind of implement it in the future. Um, circulating money. And since I've been using that sort of language, I've noticed and I've, I've paid attention to, and I've noticed an actual change in how money has like begun like showing up because I see it as like cyclical, like circulation instead of being like, I can't afford a, you know, a $17 cocktail or whatever thing is like, it's $17. I probably can afford it. So when I, in the past, when I've been like, I can't afford it, like I'm trying to save money, you know, what, what I was trying to do was like, just not spend money in general. And that's not necessarily like helpful because then I feel like I'm not allowing myself to get what I am desiring and I'm getting in my own way. But really when I decided that it wasn't my financial priority, it's not that I didn't have the $17 to buy the, the cocktail. Cause I probably did. It's that it's not that important to me. I have other things I'm wanting to spend my money on and re and I'll get into what I've been like actually putting my money into and saving in a little bit with another question that's like coming up today. Um, But yeah, I just like have really focused in on what is my financial priority. And to be honest, alcohol is just not right now. I've just really enjoyed this time of not drinking. And I think that's that really pairs with all this new season of my deep dive of these of the quantum physics of human design, of manifestation, of money mindset, the way I think and the way I talk and the way I view things. So I am going to read to you um, the the back of this book, which I did on Instagram stories, but I'll just do it again for you here. 
Um, because I think it's important for you to know what has helped me in this new season of my life of um, breaking the habit of being myself. Okay, so this is this is what the back of the book says. You are not doomed by your genes and hardwired to be a certain way for the rest of your life. A new science is emerging that empowers all human beings to create the reality they choose. In breaking the habit of being yourself, renowned author, speaker, researcher, and chiropractor Dr. Joe Dispenza combines the fields of quantum physics, neuroscience, brain chemistry, biology, and genetics to show you what is truly possible. Not only will you be given the necessary knowledge to change any aspect of yourself, but you will be taught the step-by-step tools to apply what you learn in order to make measurable changes in any area of your life. Dr. Joe demystifies his ancient understandings and bridges the gap between science and spirituality. Through his powerful workshops and lectures, thousands of people in 24 different countries have used these principles to change from the inside out. Once you break the habit of being yourself and truly change your mind, your life will never be the same. Love that. And I also have written some notes down of some impactful parts of the beginning of the book that really helped clarify for me what quantum physics is. And I can read that to you now. The most fundamental components of our so-called physical world are both waves, parenthesis, energy, and particles, parenthesis, physical matter, depending on the mind of the observer. Okay, so atoms, we're all made of atoms. Everything's made of atoms. That's, that's basic knowledge, okay? So then he goes on to talk about how atoms are mostly empty space. Atoms are energy. Think about this. Everything physical in your life is not solid matter. Rather, it's all fields of energy or frequency patterns of information. All matter is more no thing, energy, than something, particles. Because, okay, the atom, which we're all made of and everything is made of, is 99.9999999% energy and 0.00001% matter. It's just about nothing materially. Okay. So just let that like sink in. I know I'm reading a lot of big words and kind of these big ideas and concepts, but think about that for a second, how everything that we see, feel, touch, are, is made up of atoms. And atoms are basically nothing. They're basically empty space, which is energy. And the material is, again, it's 0.00001% matter. That's what atoms are. You know, one that little of material. So your consciousness, your mind, has effect on energy, which is matter, because your consciousness is energy and energy has consciousness, <laughs> okay? So your consciousness, which is your mind, is matter. Matter has consciousness. You are energy with a consciousness. You are mindful matter, okay? So quantum outcomes, he, okay, further on, he goes on to talk about how quantum outcomes should come as a surprise, right? Says, hold a clear intention of what you want. So this is a little further into like the actual practical practicality of manifestation. Um, And so he talks about how we should know what we want 
believe that it's basically happening to and for us right now. Like it is because we can think it like it exists, but the how it happens, how it comes to be, that's where we need to let go. And that's where we need to allow the universe, energy, spirituality to like show up and surprise us. Because if we are so uptight about how things happen, we're not allowing for the the fluidity of that energy to work its magic. We're holding it way too tight. Um, so hold a clear intention of what you want. Believe the how details to the unpredictable quantum field that orchestrate an event an event, new new life in a way that is just right for you. If you're going to expect anything, expect the unexpected. Surrender trust and let go of how a desired event will unfold. Okay. So how I really understand this is like how I've kind of implemented this and well, I'm still continuing to learn how to do it. And I'm still reading the book, by the way, um, is to first center yourself, meditate, right? Whatever you need to do to kind of ground yourself. Then be grateful, get in a grateful headspace and envision the future that you desire. Okay. And then talk and write and manifest as if you're living that future now, like saying, yeah, um, I'm so grateful for the uh, beautiful home that I'm living in. The, if you're like, you know, trying to manifest a partner or a love in your life, I am so grateful for all the love I feel from my partner. It's like a future journaling kind of situation if you've heard of that. So let the emotions, whenever you're like, you're doing that, you're thinking about it, you're writing it down, let the emotions of it, of whenever you're, you're living as if it's happening right now in this very moment, let the emotions of it fully take over in your body. And when you're done manifesting or envisioning, journaling, whatever, ask the universe, you know, just ask the universe to four signs that you're on the right track for that. And honestly, you're, you'll see signs like, I don't know how it happens, but it happens. You, when you fully manifest and you are so clear with what you want and you're living in to that grateful like field, you will see signs that it's coming, which is insane. Um, okay. So that's like a little, um, into the, my current deep dive of quantum physics. Um, but genuinely, I think I'm just, I'm changing as a person. Um, I have changed my ideals. I have changed the way I, I've changed my mind on things before. Okay. Um, but I feel like I am literally rewiring the way I think. Um, and you know, if this all somehow comes down to be a hoax, which it won't, but if it somehow does, like, what have I lost? right? Like positive thinking, manifestation, figuring out what I really want. Like, what am I losing by changing how I think about things? Um, I think I'd consider myself a realistic, very realist person in the past. And I don't think that's how you make, that's, that's not how you change your life. You don't change your life by just being a realist and accepting the way things are and how they've always been really if by thinking by like being a realist into like this is the way things are actually what you're doing is you're thinking too much about the past you're thinking about how things have worked out for you in the past how things have gone in the past and that you're thinking in this very moment you're thinking like this is how things go but really you're 
you could just be like change your mind and think about the future. Think about how you want things to go. Um, and I just, I feel like there's nothing that I could possibly lose by trying to, instead of basing my quote unquote reality on how I've experienced life in the past of, you know, I, I always just get by, or I always come second, or I always, you know, whatever your thing is, is like, we always just have enough money to pay our bills or every time we get ahead, we, we take two steps backwards. You know, that's, that is a mindset of what has happened to you in the past. Instead, start rewiring your brain to think about what you want to happen in the future and your mind can literally change your reality. The way you think can literally change the way things play out in your life. And so I'm considering myself a lot more of um, Delulu, like delusional, I guess you would call it, optimistic um, and talking and thinking about how I want things to be because how we think literally changes the way things are. When I have been trying to dig up my finance money story, I realized, you know, I was like looking for some really negative story of like, oh, well, we couldn't afford this. Or like, you know, I was told I had to only get water when we go out or like I was trying to find something negative, like obviously negative to rewire my money story and the way I think about it. Because I always hear in money mindset manifestations, like changing the way you think about money and changing your money story. But I couldn't ever find anything negative. Maybe a few things here and there, but like something that came from like childhood or from my family, I just like couldn't nail it down. Um, And so I wanted to read out to you something I've been working on in my notes. It's again, not, it's not fully fleshed out, but I think it'll help make sense of how I discovered something that was told to me when I was young as a positive thing that I've always worn as a badge of honor. And it really is a positive attribute about money and finances that actually I think I've determined was and has been holding me back. So I'll read this out. Growing up, my mom used to say, you could live in a cardboard box, a phrase I initially ter- interpreted as a compliment. It reflected my ability to be content, non-needy, unlike other kids, and easy to please. I took it as a badge of honor and a positive self-identity, setting me up for success and happiness regardless of my financial situation. However, I began to reevaluate this perspective. While there were multiple aspects to analyze, What stood out was the realization that my once prized badge of honor had become a glass ceiling, a limiting belief. Now, I need to be clear. I spent many years on my healing journey. So uncovering experiences in my life that caused trauma and pain, instances where I needed to go in and work out the kinks in my mindsets, um, you know, onset by a variety of causes, whether it was family, religious, or just like plain old life traumas, we all have them. And we all have things in our minds and hearts that need healing. And of course, that journey is never fully done. But in many ways, at least for a time, it is. And then it's time to live again. So after a while, I wanted more out of my life. 
and a personal growth beyond just healing. I wanted to up level. I wanted to find success in the things that lit me up. I wanted financial abundance. I wanted more out of life than quote unquote healed. I wanted more than baseline, but how? I had gotten so good at looking for scary, dark holes in my past. Even facing inner demons had come, had become familiar. Confronting hard to look at emotions had become easier. But when the ghosts and skeletons have been cleared from the closet and you aspire for more personal growth and more in your life in general, general, what comes next? How does one level up when the ways you've grown or healed in the past have, well, been done? So, you know, the absence of like this negative money story was holding me back because I couldn't figure out how I, I, I literally physically felt like I had something blocking me from manifesting, believing in manifesting and, and just receiving financial abundance. I'm like, what is it? Like, what is going on that I feel like I have a block somewhere and I've worked out some more like obvious ones um, that are because they're more negative. I've, I've worked those out. Um, and I'm working on them, but I, I truly felt like there was more. So when I remembered that my mom had used to tell me like, Oh, Lauren, like she could live in a cardboard box. I, I knew it in that moment that that was something that I held onto, like I said, like as a badge of honor and she meant it in a way that was like, you know, I don't need much. I was that kid who asked for pillowcases for my birthday or like a better tank for my turtle. <laughs> um, I, I don't remember ever, except for one thing, ever asking for anything specific for Christmas. Ask for like a doll, a life-size doll. Um, and other than that, I don't think I've, I've ever asked for anything. And that definitely goes along with my not manifesting like specific things and knowing what I want. Um, I think I've always been that way of just being like, I don't know, just like let it happen, which again, it's not a negative thing. Like I, it's a positive thing. I'm, I don't have controlling um, tendencies. I'm very go with the flow. I'm pretty, I'm pretty easygoing. And I like that about myself but I'm working on knowing what I want a little bit more in order to actually get the, like receive things I truly desire with that badge of honor that I wore of like, Oh, I, I could be fine with anything. I could be fine living in a cardboard box <laughs> in a dumpster. As long as I have my people, that was kind of like her point too. It's like, as long as you have your person and I do, I have Adam, as long as I have him, I'm good. And the first bit of our marriage too, it was like that. It was like us against the world you know, we lost our community, you know, hard, things were hard with my family. We were in a really hard place financially. Just, it was just him and I against the world. And I'm grateful that I have the resilience I have to be able to do that. But I deserve more than survival. I deserve more than a cardboard box. And yeah, that's kind of like a <laughs> So I think realizing that I had held on to that for so long helped me see that that had become my, my cardboard box had become my glass ceiling and I am burning it down. I'm, I'm burning, I'm recycling that cardboard box. Okay. <laughs> I am 
I am up leveling to a beautiful, big, open, clean, quiet home. A, I mean, physical and non literal and non literal, right? Like, I want, desire financial abundance. I desire freedom to travel and to be healthy and wealthy and adventurous. Like I, I desire those things. And because I desire those things, I've got to believe that I, I, I've got to stop carrying around the trope that I'm just good with anything. I got to change that. So that's been a huge part of this change of my life, this change of my personality. And, um, I want to be positive. I, I, I want to feel like the world is for me, not against me, that I'm not just getting by, that I don't just always make enough to pay my bills. Like I am that healthy, wealthy bitch. I will be. And I am that healthy, wealthy bitch now, you know, like I genuinely have already seen the benefits of this mindset and I can't wait to keep you guys updated. But um, all this is correlated. All this is connected. Um, I know it's a lot, but this is kind of how my brain processes things. And if you're anything like me, I think you you could follow along. Um, and I know you are. <laughs> so hopefully that was entertaining and helpful and educational at all. Um, yeah. So thank you for that question of what my current latest deep dive is. <laughs> so are, are we okay? Are we good? Are, are we ready for the next one or do we need to take a break? <laughs> next question. I eat similarly to you, including local meat, etc. It gets expensive. Any tips for cutting down on grocery expenses? Okay. So now I know we talked about all this money stuff and it, and it, definitely correlates with the way I'm going to answer this, but I'm also going to answer it very authentically to where you know what I'm talking about first as well. Okay. So first of all, I do not always get local. I do not always get organic. I do not always get grass fed. I, I do not. There are seasons of my, of, of the month. There are seasons of just in life that I can. And I, the, this comes back to financial priority, okay? And I'm not saying those who are not able to yet um, con- like consistently afford grass-fed, organic, blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying that like they're not making a financial priority, okay? So do not come for me for that. I understand. But I personally have made some personal like cuts, quote-unquote, for what I am spending, I'm like circulating my money on. Um, like I had mentioned, alcohol. I'm not spending money on alcohol anymore, um, at least hardly at all. And because of that, I've actually noticed how much more I'm able to like freely mentally prioritize my health in other ways. Um, I've always been a healthy, health conscious person. And I think it was like one of those things that like was kind of a contradicting, um, like contradicting expense, I guess, if you will, alcohol, since it's like just so terrible for you. Um, and I was going out with friends and then going to the grocery store 
going out with friends and getting drinks and getting alcohol and, you know, getting wine or whatever. And that ends up being so much money. And then I, I was finding that I was like, when I would go grocery shopping, then I'd be so nervous about like the, the buying the healthy organic foods that I wanted, even though I just spent $17 on a, like a cocktail. But yet here I am freaking the fuck out about, you know, $6 blueberries. Which, granted, like, they're, right now, berries are kind of up there. Like, they are luxury dollar right now. But but to me, I'm like, okay, but this is blueberries, which I like. They're tasty. They're good for me. They're less than the cocktail I just had last night. Like, that to me is where it's like, okay, that's a money mindset. That's like a priority shift. So, to me, I just have kind of found things in the way that I'm spending to prioritize in a way that makes more sense with how I actually prioritize them in my life. And so that's helped being able to afford better groceries. But to be very real with you, there are weeks, there are times I go full grocery shopping and I go to Publix and it's it's expensive, but they have like really great meats and produce and all this stuff. And it is, it's a lot like it's a lot of money. I walk out of there. I'm like, okay, that was like a good deal of money I just spent. And then uh, throughout the week, I'll go to Aldi and it will like be so much more affordable. Um, the meats and produce and things like that are, are, can be a lot more affordable. And that way I'm like cutting down on always going to Publix, you know? So I'm finding ways that I, in the in-between grocery shopping, I am doing that. I'm like going to places that I know I can get organic and grass fed way more affordable. Um, and so I think that's like a practical tip as far as like trying to save, um, save and budget more, uh, on, on groceries. I think the main thing about groceries and food and health is like lowering your stress levels. I think that's the most important thing. I think sleep, managing your stress, um, remaining strong and flexible and, and your flexibility. Those are like, if you have those things, like you are, you are the picture of health. Um, and so I think when we stress too much about, is it organic? Is it grass fed is blah, 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 blah. I'm like, we're doing more damage by stressing ourselves out about those elements than just getting, just getting the regular, beef or just getting the regular like lettuce or just getting the regular whatever you know I think we I think it's important to prioritize healthy foods and local and sustainable it is important but I think it's more important to manage our stress so I think just being honest with yourself with what you're able to prioritize at that time if it's grass-fed great if it's organic great if it's just by like getting whole foods, no matter what it is, great. I think, you know, you can, you can Google and find ways to like cut, like have coupons and like go for weekly ads and things like that, um, that I don't feel like you're asking me for. I don't think those are, you can, you can Google those, but I think genuinely my actual opinion on budgeting for, for groceries is, 
just doing what you can and truly and just realizing what's your priority um and what's not oh my god i need a drink hold on oh god okay solo episodes wreck my throat <laughs> sorry all right next question do you have a valentine's day hot take okay well i don't have a valentine's hot take specifically all right but i do want to talk about valentine's all right so you, you actually made me like curious we've i've learned about valentine's day multiple times but it's never like fully stuck with me i watched like some christian film of saint valentine i think when i was like a kid but that's the last i heard of it and i don't even know if that was true like fact factual so i did a little bit bell research okay so we're gonna learn a little bit of history on valentine's day so let's let's get into it okay valentine's day has roots in the ancient roman festival of Okay, Lupercalia. I think that's how you say it. Lupercalia. Yeah, Lupercalia, but it became associated with love in the high Middle Ages. The day is named after St. Valentine, a Christian martyr. Okay, so that's where that Christian movie comes in. And obviously over time, it evolved into a celebration of love and affection, you know, giving gifts and cards and all that. So then I'm like, okay, so St. Valentine, who is that? And I got into that research. So the identity of St. Valentine is uncertain, as there were multiple martyrs named Valentine in early Christian history. One popular legend suggests he was a priest who defied Emperor Claudius II's ban on marriages for young men. Oh, is that young men to women or young men to men? Interesting. Continuing to perform marriages in secret. Another legend claims Valentine helped Christians escape harsh Roman prisons. Okay, that's what the movie I watched was as a kid was um, centered around, I think. So the true details remain unclear, but St. Valentine's Day became associated with love and romance over the centuries. Okay, okay, okay. So then I was like, all right, I need to know about this ancient Roman festival, Lupercalia. So Lupercalia was an ancient Roman festival held annual, annually on February 15th. So not the 14th, the 15th. It had pagan origins and was dedicated to Faunus, the Roman god of fertility, and Lupercus, sounds like a lubricant, Lupercus, the god associated with shepherds. During Lupercalia, priests known as Luperci, Luperci? Luperci, would gather at the cave where, according to legend, the she-wolf suckled Rome, Rome's legendary founders, Romulus and Remus. Okay, the festival involved rituals of purification and fertility, including it gets it gets crazy, including the sacrifice of goats and a ceremonial race where young men wearing goat skin loincloths would whip women with strips of the sacrificed animals. This was believed to ensure fertility and ward off evil spirits. Kinky, no? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. As Christianity spread, Lupercalia was eventually replaced, as most pagan holidays were, by the celebration of St. Valentine's Day, though some of its traditions may have influenced the modern day. Okay, hilarious. So I guess for this Valentine's Day, Adam's going to wear, what was it? Goat skin, a goat skin loincloth and a whip me with animal guts. What is it? Strips of the animal, the sacrificed animals. So things are about to get wild over here for Valentine's Day. Um, and yeah, so no, I don't have a hot take about it. I think the whole thing is like, is a hot take. Like it was originally a pagan festival Christianity appropriated it. I mean, but at the same time, I'm glad like nobody's over here whipping me with animal guts. (laughs) So I don't know. It's fine. I think the hot take is, I think something I can share personally about Valentine's is my anniversary. Adam and I's anniversary is January 6th. So January 6th, we typically treat as Valentine's and like we actually go out and like, enjoy our anniversary as something like bigger and then valentine's is just the next month and we have a tradition of like getting pizza and getting high and drinking like champagne together and um just staying home and like basically like playing video games and being (laughs) bros together (laughs) while everybody else gets out and gets pretty and cute spends a lot of money. We actually, um, we actually really enjoy just enjoying each other. We have sex too. And then we're bros. Um, but yeah, it's a great time, but no, no, no whips. I mean, not yet. We'll see. Okay. What is your nighttime routine? Share some stress relief hacks. I got you. Okay. So the night begins at 5 PM. All right. 5 p.m. I shut the curtains. Well, actually, first, my phone automatically in the settings turns on a like it's like red light. Um, It's like this really yellowy red light on my phone. And then all of like social media turns into like like it's like a black light. Like the background is black instead of bright white. Um, So it's just not enticing to be on it at all. And it's just better for the eyes. So that happens naturally. I have it literally set to go on at 5 p.m. So that happens. Then I close all my curtains. I dim all the lights. I burn incense. I tur- I yeah, light the candles. I turn on R&B or, you know, Bossa Nova. I, um, then I make a sleep, a sleepy mocktail. So that's magnesium, um, cherry juice, uh, lime, sparkling water. And I make that. Instead of sipping a wine while I make dinner, I make that. And then I get to making dinner. Actually, I feed her and then I make dinner. And then typically, uh, Adam and I will eat dinner while watching a show. So we'll watch like an episode while we're eating dinner. Not always, but recently we have been doing that. And then after that episode and we're done with dinner, um, I will we'll turn it off and then we'll 
clean up and tidy a little bit and I'll go wash my face. I take my time washing my face. I may like watch a, a YouTube video while I'm washing my face, just kind of catching up on my latest YouTube girlies. And then at 7 p.m. around then, it, my phone goes on do not disturb. So I think that's great. I want to get better at like, even though I have it on do not disturb, I'll sometimes go and check my texts or whatever. Like I just need to like not, I need to turn on airplane mode. But the reason why I don't turn on airplane mode because I like to play some um, as, okay, hold on. Let me just go back to my, my, the timeline. So yeah, I get things ready for the day. I wash my face. I get things ready for the next day. Kind of get my like athletic wear out, whatever. And I am in bed with like a like a mug of chamomile, some sort of hot tea um, by or even before 8.15. And then I read at least like 10 pages and I'll turn on um, 528 hertz. I've been doing that recently and I've been loving that. Um, that's on Spotify, which is why I don't want to turn my phone on airplane mode because I want that to play. But anyway, so do that. And then I'm asleep by or before 9.15. <laughs> Um, so yeah, basically 5 PM is like, I start like everything starts just getting ready for bed. Um, and I love it. I love doing that. Last night I fell asleep so fast. I could hardly take it. Okay. Last question. And let me just say, I absolutely love, 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 and felt loved by this question because it was a callback from another episode, which means you're paying attention, which just warmed my heart. And it's something that you wanted to know something very personal to me. And so it's very very kind and sweet of you to remember and to think about and be curious about. So the question is, tell us more about your dream of hiring employees slash being a boss and why that is something you want. Um, okay. So first of all, I think I'm still uncovering why it is. I want that. I think, I think part of it will come to life and I'll know when it happens to, I think like something will just like fall into place and be like, Oh, that's it. But I do know some things. So I mean, I love delegating. I love being able to like make something awesome out of a team. But I think one of the reasons I really love the idea of helping someone in this way, like hiring somebody, I, I love that idea of being a part of someone building their career and earning money. Honestly, it's something I think with these changes with my money mindset, I have realized even more and uncovered how much it is like it's truly this desire of mine to help people make money and earn money and it's just it's like so important to me like I can be a part in the circulation of money um that excites me that lights me up um and it's something I just like I would love to be a part of someone's wealth trajectory. I love connecting people. I love curating groups of people and specifically brilliant, skillful people. I, uh, you've heard me talk about this before. I love people's functions. So the way people think and process, like I just get obsessed with that. Like I don't care so much about what people think, but I love how they think and how they do things. And so I love to be able to pay someone for the, for what I love about them. If that makes sense, I would love to be able to do that. So like the way somebody thinks, the way they process, the way they organize, the way they collect data, the way they manage, I would love to be able to be, to, 
to be able to like love somebody in a tangible way, like not even love them, but like respect them and honor them and honor their skills via the energy of money. Like that just gets me so excited. Um, and I, I've also seen many good bosses and many fucking horrible bosses. And I think I just would be, it, it would just be a dream to be the best boss. Like I like forcing, like forcing people to like not be on their phones or not respond past their working hours, you know, offering so much PTO, being able to create an enjoyable work environment, you know, providing a ha- happy, healthy place where they want to be and wh- where they want to like make themselves better. And I just, that would make me happy to to create an environment that somebody else wants to be a part of. And then, yeah, just the curation of like this machine of teams that are like the, their functions, like connecting together and just like this wheel of like working efficiently, like that just excites me. And yeah, being part of somebody's like positive money story and um, their careers. I just find that so inspiring. So thank you so much for asking that question. I think being able to give somebody who deserves the job, the job, no matter, you know, who they are, where they come from, like all of that, you guys like, you know that about me, but truly finding and curating skillful, excited people who want to work with me (laughs) would just be the best ever. So I hope that was good for you. Cause it was good for me. Um, I, I know this is a lot, but I think, um, if you really were curious about the things I've been diving into, you now know, um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, believe it or not. So please let me know if any of this resonated with you. I genuinely want to have conversation. So please slide into my DMS at Lauren Deliri. And let's, let's have a chat about any of these topics. Um, you can also find the podcast at curiosity pod, follow along there to see all the clips from all the guests, including like clips of like the solos and the episodes with Adam, they're all there. Um, but please comment on my last photo or my last reel, whatever it is, my last post, and let me know what your favorite part of this episode was. I really look forward to hearing from you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Love you. And until next time. Bye.